Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 17. Wow, 17. What's it been? Seven weeks? Man, I'm killing it right now. That's like that's like 10 times or something, right? Um, anyways, welcome to episode 17 of Break the Cycle. Thank you guys so much for sticking around again. Uh, we have an awesome show for you today. I don't know what on earth we could be talking about, but um, let's start off with some sponsors. As per the huge, uh, Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Uh, bring the taste of Italy home, man. It's good stuff. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Use BTC at checkout to get a 10% discount. Of course, toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend. He is quickly growing i get more scared every day that he's going to leave me to go help out some way bigger channel than me um but he's amazing all of your great graphic needs uh like this amazing fuck around and find out hoodie that i'm wearing today uh go to toplobster.com use btc at checkout to get a 10 percent discount on some of the dopest freshest gear out there and of course anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs, uh, they are doing a job that the government has historically sucked at uh, for probably a much cheaper price. Um, also executive producers for the show, uh, so make sure that when you do use them for your business that you thank them for helping Break the Cycle become something awesome. Anyways, we have an awesome guest today. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this guy, uh, but if you're not following him, at Ace underscore Arcist on Twitter. You're seriously doing yourself a disservice. He's amazing. Uh, he's one of the only people that quote tweets every single argument he gets in and does not bother me one bit with it because they're always fun to watch. He's uh, probably John Bolton's fourth biggest enemy, maybe third. Um, he is the one of the hosts of the new podcast, Slurp Gang, that if you're not checking out, you're also missing out. His name is Ace Arcist. How you doing today, Ace? Thanks so much for having me on, Joshua. This is great. Of course, man. I'm stoked. This, this is like one of those ones that I'm really excited for, and I'm like nervous, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like how do I, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, me too. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I know. I got, I got yeah, some yeah. other people that said they were nervous when they were coming on, and I'm going, man, do you know Do you know? I just started this channel like seven weeks ago, right? Like, I just started the show. <laughs> I'm still like a nobody, yeah. you know. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Slurp Gang? What is what is Slurp Gang? Oh, well, Slurp Gang is the uh, schizophrenic delusion that I, uh, me and a couple of their friends came up with, and we decided to turn it into a podcast. And that's what Slurp Gang is. It's just a podcast where me, my co-host uh, Con uh, Conarchist on Twitter, and my co-host Jay uh, Peaceful underscore Slave on Twitter. Uh, uh, we just sit around and talk about just whatever. It's not really political, although it could be. Um, it it could be anything it wants to be in the future. Who knows? But at the moment, it's 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 more focused on you know just comedic um, uh, comedic humor and and stuff like that. So if you're into that, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, I listened to your guys' first interview. It was absolutely wonderful. I'm I'm gonna, oh thank you. Gonna be a big fan for sure. Uh, you guys, oh, thank you, thank you, you. You guys will undoubtedly be getting retweets from me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, so uh, Top Lobster was asking me to ask you about um, why, why, why is Slurp Gang always ask what they are when it's so obvious? That's what he said. And 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 how do you guys bother crackheads? Oh. I mean, Slurp Gang just is Slurp Gang, They're, right? It's irreducible. There's, there is, a, there will be no explanation of what Slurp Gang is beyond just Slurp Gang. It just, it should, if it's not obvious, it needs to be. It, it just is, right? And, and what was the second part? How do you bother? How do you, uh, how do you bother a couple of crackheads? I, I think that's what he asked. I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, you just, I don't know. Just give them some more crack. <laughs> So I was going to ask you, do you think do you think that Brennan and John Bolton have a dive bar somewhere with a dartboard that has yours and Scott Horton's picture on it that they throw darts at? Oh, I'm sure Scott, they have Scott Horton on there. He's enemy number one, of course. Uh, uh, but I don't know, the, the the idea that they're in a dive bar somewhere hanging out is uh, uh, kind of gross to me, but it's, it's, it's probably true. They're just in there just rubbing their yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. What's going on in the right. Middle East today, buddy? What can we do today? That's right. How many children can we kill this time? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, I listened to your debate with Kevin Castley. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes. My my debate. Your debate was wonderful. Yeah, man. it was. It was actually my first uh, introduction to who would later become 
the duck on my first episode of Break the Cycle. And man, yes. that was great. And shout, shout out to El Popo. Yep. He, he was fantastic. He is He's the great. man. He is the man. I, I got to get him back on the show eventually. One of these days when yes. I do. Maybe, maybe I should just do a whole damn show with him, really. I don't know why. No, you should. I should. You, yeah, you should. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. If you guys missed that first episode with El Popo back when I had about five followers, you should definitely check it out. He is hilarious. Um, but yeah, man. So... Today was the end of the Derek Chauvin trial. I mean, this is a yeah. this is a pretty big thing. We've been going through a year of riots uh, all over the country because of jo- the George Floyd George Floyd mm-hmm. death. Um, you know, even here in Iowa, we had we had George Floyd riots and BLM riots and and uh, and and also like protests too. There was some protests, like legitimately peaceful protests here. I actually went and walked one of them um, with mm-hmm. a couple of my libertarian buddies that lived in Iowa, and. Uh, it was uh, it, it's been wild. It's been wild for all of us, I think. You know, um, and today Chauvin was uh, he was convicted. I mean, well, he was he was uh, he, the verdict came down. He was guilty of uh, manslaughter, uh, murder two, and murder three. Um, I don't think yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people that expected that verdict. Um, and I know that it's very splitting right now in. Even the liberty movement, it's very splitting. Some mm-hmm. people are saying, you know, well, he didn't deserve that. George Floyd died of a drug overdose. And some people are saying, no, man, you can't you can't sit on somebody's neck for nine minutes. I mean, we all saw the right. video, right? Um, as someone who has breathing issues and a- terrible anxiety, it'd probably kill me. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm, right. Drugs or no drugs. So wh- where where do you stand on that? I know you're not a big fan of the police. I know that. And, and no, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> where where have you been this whole this whole year, man? What have you been up to? You know, where where, where where's yeah. your head been? So, like, if I can mention, like, talk about the split a little bit, right? So on on one hand, you have that he died. Uh, you know, he had drugs in his system, and and then on the other hand, you know, the cop had his neck or his uh, knee on his neck, right? So. With the drugs, it's like I, I I'll concede that they yeah they probably did not they did not help the situation. But you also have to remember that even if a person is going is you know um, like in a debilitated state, whether from a natural health condition or from drugs, and then a person you know um, um, adds to that, that is still that can still be considered murder, right? Like like if someone has some um, heart disease and then you uh, you know you punch them or something or you do something to them. Uh, and then they die from a heart attack from that. That's generally some degree of murder. You know what I mean? So uh, I do think that is. I, I do think. Um, I, I do think it can. It can reasonably be said to be murder. Right now, the question is, would he have died naturally without the cop on his neck? I think that's something we'll, we might never know. Right? Sure. You know what I mean? It's just up to conjecture. But I definitely. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm certainly not going to defend the cop in any any sense. Yeah, and as uh, as libertarians, we probably shouldn't be defending uh, police who constantly trample our rights every single day. Um, That's right. So we're getting a ton of super chats here, man. I love it. I'm glad we got we got some super <laughs> chats. A lot of fun. Uh, Nick Ashley says, "Love you, Josh. Tell Ace I love him too, please." Thank you. Oh, Nick I love Ashley. you, Nick. Uh, let's see. Hiking and such says, "Tell Ace to drink his water." I've seen that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll drink the water. Fine. You guys got me. I'll drink the water. Are you not drinking? Stop. Drink- I, I'm wondering. No, I am. I'm I am. It's just a, it's a gym joke. I, 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 so I've been getting a lot of um, people upset about the super chats and, and notifications on the show. Can you guys tell me, are you hearing these chats? If you, if you are, let me know. I'll continue to try to mute them. I don't know why um, they're still happening, but let's see. We got some more here. Uh, Clint Griffith says, here's some more money to spite Richie. Yes. I love it. Uh, Cotton says, I gave you $7 when you had Bert on. So oh you better God. read this. Please tell Ace I said hi. Slurp gang, fire Jay. Jay's wrong. What's this Jay yes. thing about? So Jay's my co-host, uh, Peaceful underscore Slave, and we do not condone anything he says on the show. Is he the, we do not. Is he he just Jew? walked into the studio one day, and he won't leave, and we don't condone anything he says, and we're, we're trying to fire him, but you know how, you know, it's just contract issues. We can't get him. We can't get him out of the studio. Please send help. Is he the, is he the Jewish one? Yes. Oh, man, you guys are trying to get rid of the Jew, really? You know how bad that's going to look uh, yeah, for optics, bud? I, I know, I know. That's why it's just been such a struggle. You just you just can't you know you can't get him out. You know you know you guys could probably uh, uh, employ Archie and he'd probably help you out. He seems to hate us Jewish people. So 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, he could probably build a case. Yeah. It'll take him a year or two, maybe, but he could probably Maybe we'll try to case. get him on the show and, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Almighty Beach says, finally you got them sticker donos. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, Almighty Beach is, is one of the biggest supporters of the show, man. He's really, really cool. So um, I saw another big one come through. Let's see. I think, uh, oh, the next backyard party for Chauvin will be in the prison shower. How do you feel about that, Ace? Uh, I, no comment. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough, man. I, here's the thing with, with, with Chauvin, he's going to jail. He ain't going to general population. They're not going to put a cop in general population. Yeah, no. Um, and, and I'm guarantee you that most of the guards in prison are going to be like, you know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to be, right. um, upset with him. And so, um, yeah, there'll be some class solidarity there. Yeah. Okay. Someone is saying that the, the, uh, I wonder how I can turn that off. Let's see. Give me one second here, guys. Sorry. Let me see what I can do. We're having we're having audio still, and they're not very happy with it. I'm trying to figure it out, I swear. Um general settings. Oh boy. Everybody's like, everybody's like, uh, they can still hear it. And it is intrusive. It really is. So maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta. Oh, is it like reading them out? Yeah. Like reads them out on the screen. Oh, okay. It makes yeah. a ton of noise. So I'm just going to turn them off all of them. And then I will read them as they come out. So the sound doesn't become intrusive. Hopefully everybody's okay with that. Let me make sure. Yeah, I mean, I have it muted in the, I have it muted and everything. So, but I have, I have legitimately been getting like a lot of um, comments about it being intrusive to the show. I, I think when I was, oh, yeah. when I was uh, interviewing Hotep Jesus, I got like twenty of them in a row, and the people are like, I can't oh, even God. hear what's going on. So, um, <laughs> but we'll we'll figure it out. I'll call Nick Ashley after the show. We'll get it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, you you obviously you think you think that Derek Chauvin got what he deserved, right? In the in the in the Joker sense of sense of the uh, the term, right? Yeah, in some in the sense that you know I'm not going to you know go out of my way and defend the guy, right? You know what I mean? Like in my world, you know, I I don't really think like prisons in general would be such a huge thing, so I'm not going to like say, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm glad he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. But it's like you know, it, within this system, he certainly you know it turned about fair play, not in like a moral sense, but you know, in, in the sense that if we if we apply their standards to cops, then yeah, he did get you know what he deserved. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I mostly agree with that. I, and and I talked about this with Julie on the way home from work today because it was, I mean, it's a big deal. I was watching the live stream of, mm -hmm. of the verdict while I was at work, you know, and and uh, I, I, like, I knew something told me like he's going to be convicted, and you know, how much of that was because jurors were basically fearing for their life. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much uh, like I, I know. Wasn't there something where they were trying to dox the jurors in some sense, like not not into their names, but like what they looked like and stuff like that? I saw some reporter trying to do that. Yeah, I it, uh, earlier. it was like it a, was... a health and safety journalist who right. like basically doxed what gave a whole profile on each juror, but didn't put their names in there. It's like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is like yeah. so like Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Like he had a mm -hmm. legal defense fund. And an EMT what was it? Was it in Arizona? An EMT? They, you know, they somehow someone hacked this list and got this list of donors mm -hmm. that had donated oh, to right. his legal yeah. defense. And this EMT or paramedic donated ten dollars to his legal defense fund. And the journalist showed up at his house on camera, showing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're journalists uh, uh, like that are just not good people. Sure, I agree. If they're still popping up on the screen, man. I wonder if they can st tell me if you guys can hear that other one. And just let me know. But uh, Almighty Beach says, what is Ace's diet to have the stamina to argue with neocons? Oh, um, so I, all I eat is uh, Doritos and Mountain Dew. And that's how I'm up for so long. God, I, so I just and, event, and sometimes I'll just, you know, crash and I'll be out for a day. When you guys don't see me on Twitter, it's because I've slept for 24 hours. I did that for I do that for you guys because I care. <laughs> you're on like you're on your uh, Dorito and Mountain Dew come down. Yeah, yeah. I just crash after a while. Jeez. Oh man, we're going to have to fix this this <laughs> thing. They they are still hearing the uh the Oh sound. no. <laughs> and I'm like literally I don't even know what to do anymore. I I 
I don't know. I don't know what to do. Sorry, guys. I got I got all the event sounds muted. I have the alert box muted. I have all the alert boxes like completely unclicked. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just, you can interrupt me whenever there's a super chat, uh, and I can continue on afterwards. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to mute the output and see what happens. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty silly, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good idea. So, so this week we've seen a lot of new um, uh, parody accounts come out, right? We we got mm-hmm. Fat Dave Smith, we got Neocon Scott Horton. They they need another one that is uh, tech savvy Joshua Smith. What do you, how do you? Call <laughs> <laughs> grandpa Josh, but I'm actually a grandpa Teresa. You know that, and so. I am actually a 38 year old grandfather. So, um, but so who would you say is your favorite neocon? Oh God. Um, well, John McCain, because he's dead. Oh, Jesus. I, something tells me that we're not going to be able to monetize this video. Ace. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Buddy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, someone, someone was saying, uh, who was it? I think, I think that was the most. So I, I have the, uh, I have the um, Discord chat for my show, and like one of the most asked questions was, uh, if you could live as any neocon for a week, who would it be? Hmm. Oh God. I don't. I don't even. Oh, this is hard. I don't even know what I would get at. Like, which one would be more beneficial? Um. I hate not answering because I always feel like that's a cop out, but I'm really like struggling here to even imagine which one I think would be better in any like in, in just some you know fractional benefit. Uh, I don't know. I'll pick one at random. Um, uh, Megan McCain. Oh jeez. Let's just let's just go, go with Megan McCain. You're gonna have to live with that sadness for the rest of your life that you just picked that. You know that, right? I know. Yes, I, <laughs> I intentionally picked like the worst possible option because I was running out of. I could. I couldn't pick an option, so I just picked the worst one. So we're just getting blown up right now with new subscribers, <laughs> dude. Like blown up. It's oh, insane. awesome! Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't. That's even, awesome. I don't even know what to do. I don't. Even Hi, know. friends. Top Lobster says donating because I like the sound. So, uh, what about Ben Shapiro, man? How do you How do you feel about Ben Shapiro? Oh God. Uh, no, I. I feel like if you're going to be a neocon, you might as well just go all the way, you know, instead of just tap dancing around it. It's like, like with Ben Shapiro, it's like, you know, he's just, nah, nah, not a fan. That that's it. That no, not a fan. I, just I want... think it's because he called himself a libertarian in the past that I actually have more distaste for him than well, a normal neocon. Because a normal neocon's at least honest. Uh, can you explain diagonal unity to the masses from Almighty Beach? Sure, absolutely. So, diagonal unity is the belief that right, liber- bottom right libertarians, right, the bottom right quadrant of the political spectrum, and the top left, which are the tankies, the anarcho, or not, sorry, not anarcho, the actual Marxist-Leninist communists, actually uh, have more are. are more closely aligned than previously thought, right? So the thing about like, let's say the con- conservatives and ANCOMs or left libertarians, what do they have in common? They're both generally very impotent at what they do, right? Politically speaking, conservatives are just, you know, uh, window dressing for people who want to, you know, uh, vote right wing, but never get anything done. And the left libertarians uh, in general are also that way, right? So the right libertarians and the, uh, you know, left authoritarians in some sense are actually more actually in some sense hate the same people that uh, bottom right libertarians do and they also uh, are in, in some sense are more willing to you know it's it's more of a thing about they're more willing to fight for what they believe in whereas conservatives are not right so it's it, it's you know there's multiple ways you could look at diagonal unity it's not completely uh, I, I don't it's not a hundred percent serious but it, it's more of like you know look these people actually care for what they believe and they're willing to fight for what they believe in you know it, it's like that old thing well at least the communists believe in something <laughs> sure sure because we know right. the top the top right definitely doesn't believe in anything yeah, and, and they'll roll over for the cops when they come and take their guns away. Yeah, I keep I keep talking about this on my show. Like the the right wants a, a, to 
bolster the police state, but the police are the ones who are going to put them up against the wall. And the, That's right. and the left wants to defund the police state, but they need them to enforce all the laws and taxes and stuff that they want to impose That's on the right. people. So, I mean, it's like when conservatives say, come and take it, they mean it genuinely. Come and take my guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, a, it's like not a dare. It's like, yeah, come on, man. Come on over. Yeah. Just here you go. Well, they're not, they're not coming for my damn guns, man. Oh, yeah. I lost them all in a freak boating accident, right? Oh, yeah. No. It's happened all the time. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Very, it's very common. It's a very common thing for sure. Yeah. I think I got the chats turned off. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, because we got another one that says this is for the McCain poop fest. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Megan McCain is very thick. So at least, at least you got that going for you. Oh, there we go. Um, Let's see. Somebody else asked me a question. I want to get all the questions out of the way, and then we can absolutely move on to whatever else. Uh, let's see. Oh, I already asked that one. Who's your favorite neocon? Uh, oh, here we go. Why are you on my show? Don't you have some boomer cons to abuse somewhere? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not so much anymore. They kind of just fell to the wayside. Uh, I, I, I kind of miss them. They, they were fun. They I think, were fun. I, think, I enjoyed them. Well, I, I, man, those guys were going at me for a little bit too, especially Kevin Castley. He's like, debate me, bro. Debate me, bro. I was like, why do you want to debate me? All, all my friends already debated you and spanked you. And one <laughs> trolled you so hard that you're a living meme for the rest of your life. Right. Legitimately. Exactly. Like once Popo debated you, like you can't go, you you can't really top that. So it's everything is downhill from there. So you might as well just sit sit back and enjoy. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's really, these guys, and, and it's almost like, I feel, I feel like they have to be somewhat trolling. I mean, the the, the things they talk yeah. about, it, you feel like it's it can't be real that people are so yeah. – and, and he's Canadian, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> You're Canadian. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I don't think – yeah, I wish they were trolling. In fact, that's what I thought when I first encountered them. I thought, okay, these people – there's no way that they're being 100% serious here. And then I found out they actually had a YouTube channel that they post on pretty regularly – and and then you know I, I realized that oh my god my worst fears were realized where it's like these people actually do are true believers and they're neocons under thirty years old, right? Right. That's that's terrifying to me in some sense. Yeah, it's like it's but also funny. Well, and he keeps calling it um, he keeps calling it like the Renaissance, like the neocon or warhawk Renaissance or whatever. Oh uh, god. What I mean, what does that even mean? It just means they're trying to revive like the remnant of of neocons, like. What are you gonna? Yeah. You gonna dig John McCain up or something? <laughs> right. I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's crazy. I I don't. It was pretty. It was like just a complete like um, hit from left field when I encountered him. It was it was pretty wild. I didn't. I did not expect those people to actually exist, and they did. And well, there's quite a few of them too. I think that page that that YouTube has like what a thousand subscribers or something. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so. That's just like it, it's some of the most blackpilling shit. <laughs> but that, but see, it's blackpilling until you watch, and then you think, oh yeah, it's not blackpilling because there's no way we can lose to these people, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like, um, uh, Bert. Bert says, uh, "How does it feel to lose him? How does it feel to lose him? Yeah. Oh." Bert, no, don't say those things. <laughs> well, if you if you watched the neocon remover uh, Bert Grimm show that I had, he did say that yeah. he he denounces the Slurp Gang. What's going on there? What's the rift about? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've yeah. He he has a thing about gangs. He doesn't like gangs, you know. So it's uh, it's just uh, I, I can understand. You know, it, it's it's a respectful disagreement. Let's say. Sure. Sure. Hey. So. Yeah. So uh, we got some more questions in the chat. With all of your interactions, have you ever gotten a DM from a change mind? That's from the last individual. Yes. Yes, I have. I've gotten, in fact, I've gotten a multiple. I think I've gotten around like 10 or 12. And that's like, whenever I get those, it's incredibly uh, comforting to me. And it's incredibly like humbling because it's like, wow, I actually did, you know, change someone's mind by being stupid on the internet. Right. Sure. Sure. That's always that's always great. So yeah, I have, and it's it's been great. Well, so like in 2016, uh, but me and a bunch of my friends, we started something called the Libertarian Troll Mercenaries, and it was like <laughs> a private group on that's Facebook, great. right? And we we would do we, so we would essentially we this was leading up to the 2016 election with Hillary and Donald Trump. So it was like yeah. there there was nothing else to do but troll 
You know what I mean? Um, right. Because it was like, I was working on the Gary Johnson campaign, by the way, but it was like, mm-hmm. I, no way I'm going to be a part of this shit, you know? And so, <laughs> um, so we would, we would actually go into like Trump groups and Hillary groups on Facebook. I don't remember. I'm sure you guys all remember how absolutely insane that election was. I mean, people were just as at each other's throats as they are during COVID right now. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? And, uh, so we would go into these groups and troll them so hard. I mean, oh man, we would like, so you, you know how you can edit, you can edit posts, right? So we would like, you know, do something stupid like, uh, uh, you know, give us a hell yeah. If you love Jesus or whatever, you know? And, mm-hmm. and we just get like, you know, thousands of hell yeahs. And then we'd edit to say something like, you know, if you enjoy making love to barnyard animals or something. And, and it was like, and then everybody would get mad. We'd get kicked out of groups all the time. But it, it, legitimately, we'd get in these conversations in the comments with people. And, and I'd have people start messaging me all pissed off, you know. And I'd be like, hey, man, just check this out. Why don't you read this book? And I, uh, one of my favorite books to give normies is The Road to Serfdom, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's an yeah. easy read. It really breaks down the the dangers. No matter how you feel about F.A. Hayek, whether you think he was a great this or a great that, um, he, he it broke down the dangers of central planning, right? In a right. pretty digestible, easy-to-read way. And so I would get people to read that book all the time. I'd be like, give me whatever book you have. I'll read it, and you read whatever book, you know. And it worked, man. Right. It legitimately yeah. worked. I, I had tons of people switch over. They'd start coming to the Gary Johnson groups, talking about the Libertarian Party. And I'm like, man... Trolling for liberty is a real thing. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over yeah it actually it, it really does work and it also it's being confident in your position enough to like argue and debate i think also makes people like onlookers you know interested in what you're saying right it's like that's that's one of my criticisms with some of like the people in the lp is that uh or the, like some of the like old guard let's say in the lp where it's just like i just don't feel like they they have that passion or they really feel it you know enough to actually you know stick by their principles and debate them authoritatively. Not, not to use that word in a political context, but you know, just their ethos. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I got a, I got another super chat. We already, Ace already said this, this must, this person must've came in late, but Opie effing Taylor says, how does Ace feel about John McCain? <laughs> uh, I won't say what I said again, just because I don't, I want to hold out hope that this channel does not get demonetized or this episode does not get demonetized. But, uh, rewind when you watch this back later, rewind and you'll hear my thoughts on John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, someone wants to know how you became an anarchist. And I was actually, I was, I was going to ask you, uh, mm. how you became so, you know, um, vehemently anti-war. Obviously I have my own story where I went to war and became anti-war. Mm-hmm. Um, once oh, I, wow. yeah. yeah, once I realized that, you know, we were fighting in Iraq and I'm, and I, you know, I joined right after nine 11 and, and I'm going, gotta go take out the Taliban or whatever the hell it was that attacked mm-hmm. our, my countrymen. And, and then I'm, you know, uh, helping to, to, uh, fuel, uh, aircraft that's dropping millions of tons of ordnance on Baghdad, and I'm going, wait, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? You know, how did right. you? So I want to know, I want to know how you became an anarchist, but I also want to know what made you so vehemently anti-war. Usually, there's something that that helps you get there. So yeah, um, so I started out as a Republican, but through uh, when I was growing up, um, I through watching Fox News, I found this man by the name of Judge Andrew Napolitano on Fox News. And uh, I really, really loved what he had to say. And I really liked how he was saying things that no one else essentially was at the time. And that actually led me to like um, Ron Paul, Tom Woods and through Tom Woods. Once you hit Tom Woods, you get this like cornucopia of knowledge where you can just, you know, branch off into all these different places like uh, Rothbard, Mises, Hayek, you know, and, and you can just go kind of go through that um, through that phase. And it, it's like. Uh, and I also, you know, this uh, delves right into the anti-war question, which is I first heard Scott Horton on uh, Tom Woods' show. And uh, I was like, wow, I could not believe anything this man was saying. And it was all correct. 
True. Right. It was it was absolutely wild. And I'm as anti-war as I am, not just because I like I was always anti-war and this went after I became a libertarian. But I was vehemently so uh, anti-war when I was introduced to Scott Horton. And he's what I he's like a hero of mine. I owe most of what I know, most of what I know and uh, believe to uh, to Scott. Sure. And, and, and I gotta tell you, man, you're, you're quickly rising in the ranks. You're, you're on, oh, you're that's... on par with Scott Horton to me these days. No, man. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm saying, I, I'm sorry, but I have to push back. There's no one is on par with Scott Horton. No, you're, man get, you're getting there, man. You're getting there, but you're, you're I like, appreciate a, that. you're like a different, you're like a different aspect of the anti-war movement. You literally argue with people and troll them until they come to your point of view. Scott, Scott is just a, a, a veritable dictionary or encyclopedia of what's going yeah. on in the Middle East, especially. I mean, nobody, nobody, no normal person can ever just break out and be like, let me tell you about this and that and this and that in this country, right. that country. It's like, whoa, dude, you should teach, yeah. a, like legitimately be teaching this in a class somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Scott he, Scott's a treasure. Oh, he's a, he's an amazing amazing man, and and uh, it's like so when I when I interviewed him on my show recently, we did like an hour and twenty minutes. It was one of my longest shows, and mm-hmm. I turned off the cam or I turned off the the stream, and then we talked for another hour and a half right after the stream. <laughs> um, right. But man, that would be a good show. You and Scott together, that'd be amazing. Oh, man. I would I I would like that would be insane to like to meet to actually meet like scott that would be cra- have you crazy have met scott before in person no i I've, I've never met him in person or on like a show oh man we're going to have to rectify that i don't even know where you live i don't think anybody knows anything about you ace we just know that you're anti war yeah <laughs> i live in maine at the moment oh you're yeah. you're up there with the lobsters yeah, that's right yes does jordan peterson do a lot of visiting there or? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just you know he's the guy's constantly talking about yeah lobster. the lobster but um but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Scott Scott's an amazing guy, and, and yeah, uh, so good. But you know, I had a, a you know similar story. It just took me going to war to open up to the same people, you right? Know? Um, and then Ron Paul, obviously, I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in two thousand and eight, and he actually endorsed me for chairman of the Libertarian Party last year, which was the absolute highlight. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. outside of my family stuff, like my you know my kids being born and and you know having a fiance and and you know it was probably right up there with the one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. I mean, yeah, an endorsement from Ron Paul, that's something you just never forget. Sure. Well, yeah, well in a, in a, in an <laughs> intra party race. I mean, he had never right. he had never even done that before, you know. I mean, he he Oh, right. You know, over the over the years since he left the party after running for president in 88, um he had he had endorsed some candidates, you know, uh, twenty. I think it was twenty eighteen. He endorsed Murray Sabrin for U.S. Senate in New Jersey. Um, good, good friend of his. I don't know if if you guys don't know who Murray Sabrin is, look him up. He's amazing. He literally can explain the Federal Reserve better than anyone you've ever met. Um, uh, but he had never done an inter-party race like that, so that was. I don't know, man. I I feel like that's, that's shit, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. What are you, what are you, I mean, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about Tom Woods and, and, uh, Scott Horton and stuff, mm-hmm. but who are some of your favorite philosophers that you, you know, read while you're coming up? Uh, of anarchism. Oh, I, I will. Rothbard is definitely right there. Right. Rothbard. And then, um, uh, Lysander Spooner, Benjamin Tucker, uh, Emma Goldman is actually a really great one. She's a, she was an anarcho communist, but she has a lot of really, uh, interesting stuff to say. And I think, uh, other libertarians could actually get a lot out of her work. Um, Volterine Declare, she's a great one. Um, uh, yeah, just even even anarchists, you know, you don't necessarily disagree. You don't necessarily agree with like uh, Bakunin. I think it's important to like you know branch out and read the read I, like I you enjoyed, know, something. Yeah, I enjoyed reading Bakunin and Proudhon and stuff yeah. like that too. I'm you know I'm, I'm pretty you know what people would consider a right anarchist, anarcho capitalist, whatever you want to call it. I just say anarchism this day, these days because yeah. I'm gonna. I gotta tell some of you ANCAPs, man. You have made, you've made it hard to call myself an ANCAP to normal people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Lo- love you to death, but Jesus, calm down. Right. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I've read I've read a lot of that stuff too, and I actually wrote a paper on this uh, when I when I was still with Think Liberty called "Why Philosophy Matters," because if you're mm-hmm. gonna argue uh, your philosophy against someone else's philosophy, it usually That's helps right. to understand that philosophy. But I noticed, yeah, exactly. Um, I noticed on on Twitter you just call yourself a market an- anarchist. Yeah. So um, I didn't know like if you were, you know, like a Murray Rothbard anarchist or if you were a Proudhon like mutualist or, you know, because a lot of mutualists I, call themselves market anarchists. So. Right, right. 
I just call myself market anarchist because I don't I don't really I'm not a big fan of the term capitalism in discourse because I think it like usually obscures um, like language like philosophically speaking I think it obscures a lot of language um, I, I'm definitely more on the Rothbard I'm definitely more closer to Rothbard than uh, Perdone but uh, yeah that that's just essentially why I don't call myself an ANCAP yeah it's it's hard these days man like I like I love you ANCAPs dude I love how yeah. like you know, I love how philosophically consistent they stay, but it's like, let's not argue about some of this shit. Okay. It's a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, right. A lot of people in, a lot of people in the chat saying ACE is the reason I'm an anarchist dude's an inspiration. Oh, wow. That yeah. is, that's amazing. Thank uh, you so much. That was it's, Stephen A. I, Nick Miller says ACE is my Lysander Spooner. Oh my God. Okay. You guys need to stop. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you guys, that, that, that's thank you. Thank you. That's, that means a lot. I'm telling you, you know, you're, what do you got? Like seven thousand followers on Twitter now? When you when I, I yeah. think when I first started following you, you were like what twelve hundred or something? Yeah, I think so, something like that. You moved up fast, man. People are, people appreciate the work you're doing. You know, I I certainly do I'm, as well. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad other people appreciate it. I'm glad they can you know get some type of benefit out of it. Sure, sure. So you are you uh, uh, uh were you a fan of um, Konkin at all and agorism? Oh and yeah, Konkin. I forgot to mention Konkin. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Konkin. I I'm. I definitely think agorism is definitely something more people should take seriously. It's not the only strategy. Like I'm against people. I'm against the idea that you know there there's just one strategy and we need to just adhere to it to you know achieve liberty. But agorism, I think, is definitely a way to uh, achieve liberty, and it's a way to live out anarchism in your own life at the, at any moment, right? Yeah. So it, I think it it in some sense prepares you for an anarchist lifestyle. In some sense, is you know to act at, uh, as an agorist. Sure. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think you know agorism is one of the the philosophies that I believe helps turn leftists in yes. more libertarian. That's right, because they're more on the activist side of things, and that and that activism to, sort of appeals to them in the sense of agorism, right? Actually doing actions rather than just you know, it, it, because it's focused on strategy. So, and I think uh, a lot of leftists are much more focused on you know strategy and activism than they are many other things. So that's why I think that's why it appeals to them so much. Sure, and I think I think at one point uh, Murray and and Conkin were were pretty good friends. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, and they had some disagreements, but they were good friends. They were good friends on on other things. Sure, yeah. definitely before Murray got old um, and started yeah. trying to do the 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 paleo uh, redneck. What was it? What do they call it? The redneck strategy or whatever, where they were trying to reach out the to paleo the paleo strategy. Yeah, and they were trying to, they were trying to reach out to the disaffected right in the country that mm -hmm. was just fed up with yeah. the the way the Republican Party had gone. But but prior to that, yeah. a lot of people don't know Murray Rothbard was heavy on reaching out to the left. Oh yeah, I mean he was. I mean he was uh, reaching out to Maoists to, to you know to help end the uh, Vietnam War, right? So he he like this is the thing, right? It, you don't have to like Murray Rothbard reaching out to Paleos, but I think you should you also be fair and also criticize him when he also reaches out to Maoists, you know. So if if, if you don't like him, you know, aligning with these other groups, that's fine. But I think people should be more consistent on in in their criticisms of it. Sure. No. Yeah, I definitely get it. And and you know that. Obviously, you know when he came to uh, God. What was what was that one of the last papers that Murray wrote, where that everyone always, you know, makes all. Oh, I don't know the it. name. I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one with uh, David Duke, right? Where he talks about how he he's congratulating David Duke how, on how he's anti-war. He's opposed to the war. In um, uh, so I don't remember the name of it. That's that's gonna bug me actually. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either, man. Um, I don't know. I I read a ton of Rothbard and I have I'm terrible much... with names like that like book names and like articles and it's like I'll I can remember like almost everything that's said in the article but the name will always just always just escape me nice we got another uh, another super chat that said lace cinder spooner from the town oh <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh I'm a big fan of spooner too you know I yeah and I, I talk a lot about this I work in the political realm obviously you know mm -hmm. I'm, i sit on the libertarian national committee as an uh sure. at-large representative for for the party um i've ran for chair twice once against nick suckwark um and <laughs> once once against uh uh was gonna be nick and then he realized that he was losing support so he dropped out and put his his little boy uh joe bishop pinchman in there and then i lost by like 100 100 votes or something and there's still some mm -hmm. speculation on what actually happened but um um I you know I I get that a lot of people are super anti political system and and some people would even say that I'm not an anarchist because I work inside that but I believe that's just another tool of achieving closer to anarchism or getting closer because so many people in this country legitimize 
the political system already that it's like we sure. have to we have to find a way to to red pill them. So where do you stand on on the political system and libertarian you know dorky nerdy libertarians like me who work with the party? <laughs> Well, I certainly don't think there's anything against like uh, philosophically against anarchism by doing that. I don't think you're wrong as an anarchist for doing that. Um, for example, like if you join like if there's a mafia, right, and you join the mafia with the exact, um, you know, uh, agenda to shut it down or sabotage it from the inside, which is essentially what what, you know, the political, the good political people are trying to do, then there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like with Ron Paul, Ron Paul voted no on practically every single thing that came across his desk. And that and that was, you know, perfectly justified from an anarchist perspective. So, you know, you can always debate like, well, is this going to be the most fruitful strategy or not? Or, you know, what, you know, could we be doing other strategies too? May, yeah, sure, maybe. But it's there's nothing in my view immoral about that. Like, you know, um, going to go, um, engaging within the system to sabotage it. That's perfectly fine. Sure. And I agree. And then it's, you know, why, why before I went in that little rant, it, I brought up Lysander Spooner, who was a, mm-hmm. who was in favor of voting defensively against yeah. you know um tyranny and uh but i still take a very spooner approach to the constitution and stuff you know oh yeah I, mean? I think that the right. constitution is essentially a failed piece of paper that has done nothing whatsoever to stop uh the government that we see before us today right. you know it's, it's a gun-free zone sign for conservatives it's exactly what it is yeah. they're going the speed limit man you know that's right Jeez. uh so who's some of your favorite podcasters and why is it not not me but you know, don't say me. <laughs> no. Nobody say me. Um, uh, I've I haven't listened to a huge amount of podcasts recently. I, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I still listen to like Tom Woods and all that Scott Horton show. Uh, I listen to Dave Smith's from time to time. Um, um, mostly uh, the, the Timeline Earth guys. Uh, those guys are hilarious. If you're not listening to their podcast, shout out to them. They have a huge backlog of some of the funniest uh, bits you've ever heard in podcasting. So definitely, definitely check those guys out. Yeah, I didn't and, know uh, who they were, man. I, I, uh, you know, they used to have the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh-huh. I didn't realize it was the same people. Yes. Until recently, but I. Uh, yeah, they had some union issues and they had to rebrand. Oh, that sucks. I went on because I went on Friends Against Government like uh-huh. a couple years ago, and I was like, man, these guys are. So so cool. Um, yes. is, is it just is it just Bird now? Is, is no, the, no, uh, Car still there no, too. Yeah, Car still there. Aaron's there. Yeah, so it's the whole gang. It's they also have their own shows now too. So they have the they have their main setup and then they have their own shows on Fridays, which is good. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So those guys are hilarious. Everyone should go check those guys out. Yeah. And also, uh, not a podcast with um, El Popo and uh, Neocon Remover. Also fantastic. Yeah, that one's that one's uh you better you better bring your your tissues and don't cry too much, you know what I mean? That's right. I've yes, listened to not a right. podcast when I was getting ready to have uh Neocon Remover on. I listened okay. to not a podcast a few times and I was like, "Oh man, this shit is hilarious." Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can always hear Bert's uh uh dog in every episode <laughs> pretty much. And then and then we got to hear Bert's dog on my episode with right. Neocon Remover. And I was like, "All right, cool. Bring it bring the podcast home. I like it." Yeah. Oh, and I, uh, uh, Pete Quinonez's uh, show, uh, Free Man Against the Wall. I, I that slipped my mind, but that's one I listen to a lot too. Sure. Yeah, I saw Pete uh, getting into it with some of the the, the blue pill losers today. Uh, oh. And they're calling him <laughs> anti-Semitic. And uh, God, what else were they calling? Him? They say they say he was in support of the police. Um, oh, I had someone trying to. I had some left libertarian try to say I was in support of the police too, because I said, "Who knows what?" I said, "Who knows what will happen with the appeals? They they might try to get him off or something." And they they construed that to say that I want the cop to get off. Oh, of right. It, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how they'll they'll. Uh, completely assign your motives to you you know what i mean right um but it's like it's like have you guys do you guys i want you guys to go do me a favor go watch uh, a little documentary called the monopoly and violence okay pete pete is literally like one of the producers of that movie and it is all about the the violence of the state and how it needs to be knocked the, the hell out and uh it'd be really hard to 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 watch that and then argue that he's for police brutality Right. And then, yeah, no, that's just insane. And the same with you. I mean, his very first episode was on the cops talking about how terrible the cops are. His very first episode. <laughs> like if you, if you follow, it's, it's always like that with these guys too. Like with Dave and Tom, it's like, if you would just listen to them, <laughs> you know, right. like you'd understand that everything you're saying makes you look dumb because we all listen to them. Right. 
Like, and even you know, let, even if I if I were to step into the shoes of a libertarian and I was to be like really charitable to them, even if you don't like like you know the style of the, like what they say, they, these people want the state to end. They want the worst parts of the state. They want all the state gone, oh, but that yeah. includes like the worst part, right? That includes war, the war on drugs, uh, the prison system, all these things. You know, they want gone too. So it seems like you agree with mo- much more of the most important issues than you disagree. So at the very least, you'd think that well. They would at least, you know, from their perspective, get the devil their due, right? You know what I mean? So it's like they should at least say that, oh yeah, you know, we agree on like ninety-eight percent of things. So I don't, I don't really understand why they have to, uh, you know, go after, you know, aesthetic semantic issues. Sure, yeah, and that's, I mean, it's it's purposely designed that way. So I actually have a story when I was running for chair. Is he the first? No, it was the second time when I was running for chair the second time. Um, you know, if you guys have ever heard of the group Fakertarians, oh, yeah. um, it's kind of just evolved into a shit on me and Dave Smith and Tom Woods group. I mean, that's really what it is, unfortunately. Uh, and Pete too, I guess they shit on Pete a lot. Um, but you know, I, I was in that group and in fact, I was one of the founders of that group, uh, initially oh. <laughs> before it was, before it became what it, it was, it was initially supposed to go after like neocons and shit. Um, right. And this was back, you know, when we had started the libertarian troll mercenaries, like way back when, and, and then we started Dankertarians, which devolved into a dumpster fire. And then we became think Liberty and left all the people behind as we moved on. Um, but, uh, so, so Fakertarians, there's this guy in there calling me all kinds of names saying that I was a white supremacist and all this stuff. And so, um, I finally reached out to him. I'm like, why don't we have a phone call, man? You know what I mean? Why don't we have a phone call and you can ask me what I believe in you. We can talk, right. we can talk about policies. You can ask me what policies you think I hold and I'll tell you what I believe truly and honestly over the phone. And so he called me and we had an hour long conversation. I told him I don't support police brutality. I told him I, you know, I, I think that as long as a law exists, everybody should be equal in the law, the eyes of the law. When the law, when the law doesn't exist, a lot of people will be much happier. I told him that, you know, I, I, I'm a free immigration guy. I told him that, mm-hmm. uh, I told him that, um, Oh, what else? Oh, I believe that the the war on drugs needs to be ended and that, you know, people sitting in prison for victimless crimes should be released and uh, all this yeah. stuff. And he's like, man, I, you know, I, it's crazy. I, I really thought that you were going to um, say all these things that, that I didn't agree with, but I agree with most of them. But I just don't I don't think anarchism is a good idea because he was like a blue pill, you know, mm. like losertarian or whatever you want to call him. Right. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, yeah, man, this is, you know, I. I, we hold a lot of the same policy views, man. You know what I mean? Most, almost right. everything except that I want to end the state and you don't want to end the state all, all the way. So like, you know, there's really no right. reason to continue talking about these things all the time. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got it. And within two days he was back in there talking shit about me again. Oh God. It's That's not, just, it's despicable. And it's yeah. not about, you know, it it's is. not about it's for them, people like us. It's not about our policies. It's that they don't no. like us. They don't like that. We're becoming because we message libertarianism so well because we are good at bringing people to our side it's like a jealousy thing it's got to be yeah it it might be part of that yeah that that's crazy though how they just you know go behind your back like that and just uh, right after the phone call that's wild oh yeah and that's you know it's not the first time that's happened to me either i mean there's people who know me on a personal level that have gone and done that and i'm like you know Mm. better than that you know like completely better than that um so what i'm saying to you is as your platform grows ace you prepare yourself for these people right yeah it's just yeah i don't know it's like they should at least you know even if like even let's give them the best uh, case scenario right let's say that you know they just don't they just don't like us and that they won't get along at the very least you think that you know okay at the very under anarchism they don't have to associate with us right so they should at least agree that you know the state is the most important enemy here and that's got to go first and afterwards if you don't you know if you don't want to associate with us or don't like us that's perfectly fine right we wish you the best right yeah. but but trying to tear down the people who are trying to fight the enemy that you say you want to fight that's just despicable yeah and that's you know it's it's so funny because we have the same end goals right I mean, maybe not yeah. angles, but we close. I mean, we, we used to explain right. it like, uh, you know, we're on a we're on a bus ride and uh, to towards anarchism, and everyone's going to get off at the last couple of stops. I mean, that's really, you know what I mean? That's that's where right. we're headed. We're all headed in the same direction. But they they use their time instead of attacking the state, 
attacking other libertarians because they don't agree with one issue or two issues or three issues. You know what I mean? And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty despicable. Definitely. Um, someone said like Richie and Archie, no, those are, those cases are a little different, not Archie so much. That's kind of, that's how Archie is, but Richie's a whole different category (laughs) of shit bag. I mean, he used to follow me and then he blocked me when he did that whole stupid thing about how he'd choose a race or he'd choose, um, what is it? A war or monger over a racist for president. Yeah, no, it it was, uh, would you rather have a president who has racist views but doesn't enact any of his racist views through policy or would you rather have a war hawk that wants to that continues to to kill people overseas and he's like 100% the war hawk and it's like what yeah what yeah there's I'm sorry I don't think like I hate to gatekeep like this but I don't think you could you can call yourself a libertarian and still hold that position like that's insane right it's it'd be it might be different if you would, were to say that well the racist is enacting his policies through the state okay you might you know there, there's a we can debate that right uh, but 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 to say that well no some guy just has bad views and you choose the person who's murdering children in foreign countries what? are you insane yeah it's, yeah it's got to be yeah I mean and I've talked about this a lot I think there's three there's three issues that need to be gatekeeped when it comes to libertarianism yes, and war war is at the the very top of that list yes i agree yeah for me it's war and cops that's like that's a no, a no debate on this that's my those are my two things that i'll just like okay we can you know squibble squabble with the little stuff but you know the cops and the war that that's just non-negotiable well mine so mine mine might be a little different. so the cops the, the the war is number one for me um yeah war is number one criminal justice in general um, oh that yeah that, that's what i mean by cops sorry i was being yeah. a little too uh, yeah but like, yeah i don't sure. know i you know i i'm i'm all good with defunding the cops like you know what i mean like if that's what you want to do uh-huh. do it uh i'm i'm gonna protect my home whatever but um since i know that's probably not going to happen in every jurisdiction around the country uh i would like those cops that that do exist to stop arresting people who have committed victimless crimes you know mm-hmm. um and yeah. then the Federal Reserve. I think I think that's a really important issue that uh, oh yeah you know they're they're inflating the the uh, they're inflating our dollar. I mean completely devaluing our purchasing power left and right. In the last in the last one hundred years, the dollar has lost ninety seven percent of its value in uh, over in the last hundred years. What they've do, what the Federal Reserve has done has just been criminal. Like oh, totally. like if you want to look at like poverty. Poverty, like the amount of poverty that exists in this country, exists due to the Federal Reserve. From sure. what they've done to the dollar, they've lowered the, like people's standards. Of, like in mind, people's standards of living are raising, but they could be so much better than what they are uh, if the if they had just you know not existed in the first place. Right, right. No, I definitely I, I get it, man. And and it, you know, it's just it's one of those issues that I think you know some people have told me that when it comes to the Federal Reserve. People just mm-hmm. don't understand what it, what it's about, and and so it's hard to message to them. But it's really easy. This is the place that prints all the money that devalues your purchasing power and sets interest rates. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, right. That like that's the easy part. Explaining to people like all the knock on like first, second, third, fourth, fifth order effects that sure. happen from it. That's a little difficult. But the the actual argument against the Federal Reserve is quite easy. <laughs> yeah. And like, stop printing money, assholes. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> like that's, that's, you know, I would like my dollar to be worth something, but at this point, I mean, it's, it's, we're moving on. I mean, we're moving on from yeah. the dollar. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. This crypto mass adoption is coming for sure. And and, and, P, and more people I have, I have normies hit me up about it all the time. And especially my, uh, my fiance sister just hit me up last night. She sends me a message and says, hey, this is Julia, uh, you know, your favorite Julia's sister or whatever. Hey, what were the cryptos you were talking about at, at uh, mm-hmm. Easter and what, which one should we invest in? And I'm like, she's like, we're, we're thinking about putting some money into Dogecoin. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Like, because <laughs> tomorrow, you know, or today was supposed to be this like big day for Doge, 420 or whatever. Yeah. It dropped. I mean, it really dropped. And, and the, problem yeah. with, the problem with Doge, what a lot of these younger people that are investing a bunch of money into it right now mm-hmm. don't understand is that one person holds over 30% of the coins. Right. At any time, they yeah. could take it from 37 cents and drop it to, to a cent immediately. That's you know, right, yeah. You know, and so, so uh, you know, that's cool. I, but I, I do, 
I do think with crypto and uh, with like things like Bitcoin, right, this is actually a great argument for anarchism in general is because, uh, you know, we don't need to get everyone aligned like philosophically with the anarchist principles to be to like, uh, you know, to achieve our goal of anarchism. We just need people's incentives aligned to where their their self-interest leads them to like anarchistic um, options, right? Like Bitcoin or decentralized sure. currency. We just need to show people that, hey, this is actually in your best interest. And if we can convince people of that, that, that will happen naturally. Sure. No, absolutely. And uh, um, I, I agree. I think, you know, I talked about, who, what show was I on where I talked about? Or maybe it was the, uh, the debate I did with Larkin Rose a couple couple weeks ago but um everybody can do a different thing man you know what i mean and 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 we can all it's like it's like a a asymmetrical warfare right do everything everything you can in your power to roll back the state that includes crypto 100 in my and and you know i'm not a big bitcoin maximalist like a lot of people attack me on my my Mm. twitter because they're like hey why are you why are you you know promoting these shit coins i'm like dude i tell everybody always buy bitcoin first keep keep like Mm -hmm. keep like 50% 50% or more of what you're investing in into into crypto should be in Bitcoin. I mean, that that's a store of value, you know, and that's eventually probably, you know, probably going to become the money that you use to buy things. Um, but you can make money off of other other tokens and there's good use cases for some and some have really good tech that they're they're behind. Like, you know, I've, I've been really into Anchor lately. They're trying to create a decentralized cloud storage. You know, how, mm-hmm. do you know how big that is? That would, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, my rule is I, I don't criticize anyone as long as they're, you know, not tearing down other people in, in the progress of what they're doing. You know, I, I'm all for exactly what you said. Just let a thousand flowers bloom. Just let, you know, just cast the wet, cast the net as wide as possible and just let people do their own thing. And we'll have a, a, you know, a free market of options in strategies to defeat the state, right? That's that's the ultimate goal. Like we'll see which ones work and which ones don't. So I don't think there's like yeah, some strategies will, will fail. They won't do as well as others. But that's good that we now we know r- which ones do uh, do and don't work, right? Sure. So that way we can learn in the future. So that's why it's important to have as many strategies as possible. Yeah, no, I agree. And we and you know it just it's just more front, fronts fighting the same war. And and yeah, I mean we are you know essentially those those people are at war with us you know what i mean absolutely um, and but unfortunately they have a huge army behind them of of completely ignorant people that listen to whatever they say all the time and that's that's probably the hardest part to break you know what i mean for is, sure is yeah. and we i don't think there's ever been a time in my 38 years uh that i have seen it more um obvious than than covid times right oh for sure yeah, yeah. i do think I do think um, a little bit of a white pill here, though, is that more people are waking up exponentially, right? So not not so we don't have we obviously don't have a majority. If we had a majority, things would be a lot easier. But um, more people uh, exponentially are waking up than they were before. So this is a you know an optimistic point. It's a it's a place for hope. We we did like. Like I know people can overfocus on like COVID and stuff like that and how bad people are acting, but we also have to imagine that, uh, like on Twitter, right? We're obviously more aware of it, and I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not been worse. Obviously, I think with more people with social media, these types of things can spread faster. So, it, um, people wearing masks, the idea that you know the the narrative can change quickly because of social media, and we definitely see that. But there's also um, a lot of people who are just not going along with the masks and who are waking up to the charade. And I think that's great. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, over the last year, there's been a lot of conservatives that have gotten red pilled on, on police yes. and the yes. wars and uh, elections. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a cool thing to watch, you know, I mean, they still, obviously they still have some bad habits and those are right. things we can work on down the road. But the fact that conservatives are, I mean, it's not a huge majority of them or anything, but it's, it's no. a part of them are getting red pilled on, you know, each, each person that becomes an anarchist is a win no matter what. Oh, totally. Right. Totally. So it's like, yeah, I think that's how you have to view it always. So it's like, okay, this person, or at least even if they're on their way to anarchism, even if they're not there yet, that's still a win. We, if you can pull a conservative or a liberal out of their shell and like at least get them to follow you, at least to some degree, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm still going to always push for the national divorce. I think. Oh, oh yes. No, no. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. I talked about it. Is oh yeah. Well, great. I talked about it on, uh, on, on my Twitter the other day or yesterday. I said, I, I don't think that there's any way to peacefully coexist with people who want to use the state to enforce medical experiments on me. 
And and I believe yeah. that. I don't I don't know that it, going forward there's a way to peacefully coexist with people like that. Now, if they, you know, drop that and say, "Oh, I was wrong. That was stupid." Okay, maybe, but right. how many people do you think are going to drop that? I mean, when we got people wearing six masks and <laughs> you know, getting this yeah. experimental stuff pumped and into them and secession uh, Secession is the obvious answer that everyone ignores, right? It's like, if you truly think that these people are your enemy and that there's just like no way, like I'm talking about left or right, right? Go from either perspective. If you think the left or the right is just the enemy and there's no way you can ever like um, work peacefully with these people, why would you want to be locked into the, into the same polity with them, True. right? You wouldn't. It, it's like, would you, would you rather have a bad next-door neighbor or a bad roommate type thing? You know what I mean? So obviously secession is the most obvious solution to all these problems. It's like you split up, and if you still have problems once you split up, you just keep splitting up, right? And ultimately, the, idea, the whole idea of anarchism is that each person is their own country. So it, it's the ult- ultimate end goal of, a, of the secessionist movement is anarchism. So sure. it's, it's 100% one of my favorite strategies. Well, and I even think, you know— uh... I even think that even if we could just get rid of the federal government, oh right, sure, you know, we'd still have the opportunity to vote with our feet. You know, if if Florida's saying, it would certainly be much better. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, but uh, but if you start throwing around the word secession too much, man, you're, oh yeah, you're a racist. I've been called a neo confederate many times on Twitter Which, because of it. It just blows my mind. You're like, you're like, yeah. nah, dude, like I'm not a confederate. I don't want slaves, man. I just want everyone to be free. <laughs> And my favorite, what infuriates me is when conservatives will pull this, how secession is un-American. America would not exist without secession. So mm-hmm. d- don't try to say that secession is un-American when it's literally the founding of America was throwing out a foreign government and seceding from them and instituting a new state. Yeah, we told the British that we wanted better uh, dental care, and so we took off, man. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And we weren't gonna we weren't going to pay their tea tax. Get, get the hell out. We literally went to war. With the people who governed over us over T tax, yeah, it was like a three percent T tax. T tax, yeah. and yes. now and now we're like, yeah, pump whatever you want in our bodies, man. Yeah, sure, locks in our house. Yeah, sure, but let's put face diapers on, man. Cool, whatever you need from us, totally cool. But we went to war over a three percent T tax. Yeah, it's. I always think it's funny because it's like if the American Revolution took place in America today, they would be considered terrorists, right? Insur- insurrectionists. Yeah, insurrectionists and terrorists, and and most people would be in favor of the cops going and uh, you know uh, k- getting these people and locking them up, if not executing them. Sure, sure, I agree, yeah. man. Well, hey, Ace, we're right at the end of this thing, man. Uh, why don't you tell all these <laughs> wonderful – man, I'm a huge fan of yours, dude. I'm just going to tell you. I, oh, I, I, oh, thank you so much. I'm a fan of yours. I, I appreciate it. I love you to death, dude. I, I would definitely have you on the show again. Uh, several people in the I chat, including my mother, are asking, oh. when, are asking when the hell you're going to get a camera. Everyone wants to see your face. Uh, <laughs> I will be getting a camera probably in the next month or so. Okay, so next time Ace comes on yeah. to break the cycle, you will have video. I will have video. Yeah. And, and for those who aren't, aren't aware, I offered to send Ace a camera. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You were very charitable. <laughs> Legitimately, I was like, I, you know, I got an extra webcam, or I can order one off Amazon for like 35 bucks. I'm just going to send him one. But he was, he's in the middle of moving, and so... You know, we don't I'll tell you, you know. what I will not use. The, I will not use the camera until the next time I'm on your show. So you can get the uh, my first like face reveal. Yes, that's what I want. That's what I wanted. I told him I was like, I want to be the first podcast to have Ace Face on Ace Face. And that's what we're going to call it. That's going to be the name of the episode. Yeah. Ace Face. OK, awesome. yeah. Well, I just appreciate uh, the hell out of you, man. I really do. Why don't you tell oh, yeah. everyone oh, where I... they can find you at and follow you at? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ace underscore Arcus. If you want to see me like quote tweeting and getting into a bunch of arguments, I probably shouldn't. Um, and then you can also also check out uh, the podcast I co-host with uh, um, um, my co-host uh, Slurp Gang. It's uh, it's a comedic podcast we talked about in the beginning. Um, it, it we might delve in the whole the whole theme of the show is that there is no there is no like theme of it so like one day it might be comedic the other day and we might be talking about a serious topic and if that's what you're into uh check it out yeah yeah i agree definitely check definitely check it out definitely do yourself the favor and follow ace underscore arcist on twitter uh it's one of my favorite follows on, on the whole site i promise you you will not be disappointed ace i appreciate you so much thank you so much for thanks coming so on. much man Thanks so much for inviting me. This was great. Yep, you too, man. All right, another episode in the All box. Right. I am. Uh, All right, that was great. I am a huge fan of uh, of Ace, and uh, you guys should definitely follow him. Uh, let's see what we got on the docket. 
tomorrow. I got my good friend Josh and uh, Lane coming on from Soul Repairs. Josh Smith is actually my name twin. If you watch the credits at the end of the show, uh, it's going to be a really cool show. This show may not have happened without him. He was uh, one of the first big donors to the show to help get this thing going. I'm very excited to have him and his partner on. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Friday, the always amazing, wonderful Michael Bolden will be on the show uh, talking about nullification, no doubt. Um, he is from the 10th Amendment Center. If you don't follow him, he's amazing. Uh, I may be doing that show on the road. Uh, I have to speak at the Missouri State Convention on Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, in Columbia, Missouri. So if you guys are in the area, you want to come and say hi and have a, a glass of bourbon and watch me speak in person, uh, you know, and I'll be a bumbling idiot. I always am. I get a little nervous in person, but uh, Definitely, I'd love to see you guys if you're around that area. Um, and then next week, we have Reed Coverdale, Andrew Cooper Ryder, who is the uh, man that uh, I believe is being fined by the uh, uh, state of Kentucky for opening his coffee bar. Uh, Dave Casey from Dave and Goliath, wonderful, amazing, one of the best meme artists you'll ever see. And then Friday, the great Phil Levante, the singer from uh, All That Remains, also hardcore libertarian, has a great Twitch channel. If you haven't followed him there, we'll talk a lot about it. Um, thank you to my mother for saying I love you in a super chat. That's awesome. Check out Lorenzotti.coffee for all of your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Of course, toplobsta.com. He's the man. Uh, go there. Use BTC at checkout for both the coffee and your awesome graphic hoodies and tees like this great fuck around and find out one. Uh, you will get a 10% discount. Anthemplanning.com for all of your uh, emergency and crisis planning needs. They're amazing. Um, executive producer of the show, Delaware Mises Caucus people. We had Amy Lepore on the show last week. She's amazing. Please check them out. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. I will see you tomorrow, though. I promise. And that show's going to be cool. Even if you don't know who Josh and Lane are, we're going to have some cool things to talk about. Um, I might be nervous for that one too. Who knows? But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the personal frame But I just spent it in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just spent it in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it Don't try to finish, get too close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet In Minecraft, in Minecraft